What's up, everybody? Welcome to our week nine college football show. My name's Keith Thornton. With me, as always, is Mike Adams. Mike, what's going on this week? Uh, yeah, we're going to be covering uh, week seven in in uh, college football, uh, going over some of those big games, the huge upset against Wisconsin. Uh, and then we'll be previewing some of the big matchups in uh, in week eight and and talking about our our uh, playoff projections and how that field's looking and how it's all falling in uh, in place right now. So a lot to cover. All right, stay tuned. All right, let's get started doing a recap of last week. As as Mike said, Wisconsin dropped a big game to Illinois. Wisconsin, my favorite to win the national title game. Um, uh, what are your thoughts about this week as a whole? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, really the only big upset was that that game. There were a couple other little upsets, but uh, I mean, it, it was it was a good a good week. It kind of again just furthered uh, establish uh, how the playoff race is looking right now, and and to just kind of touch through some games before we get on Wisconsin, we had uh, Ohio State, who I personally think is the best overall team in the country. They just just destroyed Northwestern 52 to three uh, JK Dobbins, another huge game, Justin Fields at quarterback, another huge game, uh, Alabama, despite losing uh, uh, Tua, uh, they still dominated Tennessee 35, 13. Uh, looks like they're playing Arkansas this week. They're going to be without Tua. Uh, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue, honestly, uh, but it's something to look, you know, to, to look ahead to, uh, as the season moves on, honestly, if, if that injury will affect uh, Alabama's playoff chances. And then we have uh, LSU just kind of put a beat down on Mississippi State. Joe Burrow, um, a guy I think is one of the Heisman favorites, uh, 327 yards, four touchdowns. They win 36-13. Uh, Clemson, uh, again, just puts a beating on Louisville, 45-10. to Trevor Lawrence uh, looked pretty good overall. I think it's one of his better overall games. This year, threw for 230 yards, three touch, uh, three touchdowns. Travis Etienne uh, ran for 192 yards and a touchdown on only 14 carries. Uh, so pretty incredible numbers. Uh, Oklahoma just continues to put up huge numbers, 52-14 over West Virginia. Jalen Hurts, uh, 316 yards passing, 75 yards rushing, five total touchdowns. I, To me, even being a Longhorns fan, I still say Jalen Hurts is the Heisman favorite. Uh, Penn State uh, had a big 21 nothing lead on Michigan nearly gave it up at the end uh, they still beat number 16 Michigan 28-21 they get a signature win on their resume uh, as they continue to kind of inch toward uh, a potential playoff berth honestly uh, and some huge matchups uh, as the season goes on uh, Florida was able to survive South Carolina South Carolina we talked about last week they beat Georgia uh, they gave Florida a bit of a scare um, kind of had some officiating issues in this game. Will Muschamp uh, was very critical of the refs after the game for some of the the penalties that they, some of the flags that they threw um, Georgia bounced back against a, a solid Kentucky team. They beat them 21, nothing. Uh, so it was a good bounce back win for them. Uh, Auburn, another, they had a good bounce back win 51, 10 against Arkansas. Uh, Ben Hicks had a good game overall. Cam Martin ran the ball. Well, uh, Oregon, I talked about last week, if Oregon lost that game to, 
uh, to Washington. I talked about that being it for for uh, the Pac-12. The Pac-12 wouldn't have a playoff team uh, or even have an opportunity for a playoff team if Oregon lost. Oregon had a come-from-behind uh, victory against Washington. They ended up winning 35-31, uh, despite Jacob Eason throwing for 289 yards and three touchdowns for Washington. Uh, Utah uh, had a had a solid win against Arizona State. Arizona State ranked number 17. Utah beat them 21-3. Uh, not a big offensive game, but, uh, again, a good win by Utah. Uh, and uh, still again, keeping the pac 12 in that playoff hunt, at least for another week. Uh, I talked about some minor upsets, uh, BYU defeats number 14, Boise state. We talked about last week, three undefeated non-power five teams. One of them has been knocked off. Now, uh, they're still SMU and Appalachian state, uh, but good win by BYU. Uh, hopefully we'll see how uh, BYU can recover. Uh, the, the biggest shocker of the, or the second biggest shocker of the week, honestly, to me was Kansas against, uh, Texas. Uh, Texas was undefeated against Kansas at, at home at Daryl K Royal stadium. They won every game by an average of 34 points and Kansas actually, only lost by two points. They lost 50 to 48 to Texas. Texas had to kick a, la- a field goal as time expired to win this game. Uh, as a Longhorn fan, that's a little embarrassing, but at the end of the day, a win is a win. Uh, Ellinger threw for 399 yards, threw for four touchdowns. Uh, uh, Duvernay had uh, 110 yards, two touchdowns for the Longhorns. So uh, a lot closer than it should have been, but at least they're not Wisconsin. Uh, moving on. Uh in the Big 12, Baylor, 45-27, big win over Oklahoma State. Baylor still undefeated, still ranked inside the top 20 uh, as they kind of work toward a potential, you know, again, if they go undefeated and they get a win over uh, Oklahoma and they win the Big 12, uh, you, you, you know, even though I don't think they're as talented as a lot of these teams, if if that in that unlikely scenario, you have to put them in consideration for uh, for a playoff berth, honestly, so... Uh, and then we got SMU against Temple. It's one of those three teams we talked about that was undefeated in the non-power five. Uh, it was a close game against uh, Temple early, but SMU was able to pull away. Uh, they went 45-21. Uh, they got another game this week. Uh, hopefully keep continuing to win. Shane Bouchelle, uh, former uh, Longhorn, a grad transfer to SMU, threw for 450 yards, six touchdowns. Uh, great to see SMU appearing to be back on track uh, after so many, you know, after really three decades of being off track. Uh, and then another, the big shocker that you talked about, Keith, uh, Minnesota undefeated uh, played uh, Rutgers. It's kind of a bye week essentially for them, but they still won 42 to seven. Uh, winning the games they're supposed to win, they're winning them big. They got some big games coming up here uh, in the next month against some of the top ranked uh, Big Ten teams. So we'll see if they're for real in those games, though. Uh, and then Missouri, I talked about last week that, uh, that unlikely scenario, Missouri was number one, uh, in their division in the sec. And I talked about, you know, what happens if they actually went out, they go to the big, uh, the sec championship and they actually win it. Would they be thrown in? Well, that's kind of out the window. They got beat by Vanderbilt 21, 14. Uh, it seems like Missouri really plays up and down to their competition. They lost to Wyoming. Now they lost to Vanderbilt, who was uh, winless in the SEC. They were one and five going into the game, but Vanderbilt kind of handled them. Uh, they handled Missouri throughout that game. So uh, a good win for Vanderbilt, uh, a, a really bad loss for Missouri. So uh, keep an eye on them, see how they bounce back. Uh, Iowa 
had two straight tough games uh, against Michigan and, and Penn State. They got a bounce back win this week, 26-20 against Purdue, uh, getting them kind of back on the right track. So, uh, And then the last game, talking about undefeated Appalachian State, playing uh, Louisiana Monroe. Again, not a great team, but they're still undefeated. They're inside the top 25. We talked about they've only been in, in uh, Division One for a few years now. Uh, and they're already inside the top 25. They're looking like they could really make some noise as that that lone undefeated, uh, uh, as a potential lone undefeated uh, non-Power 5 team. So, uh, I mean, a lot of great games, obviously. The big one, Wisconsin, uh, they lost on that last second field goal uh, to Illinois. I mean, it was, it was just a sloppy game by Wisconsin. They had a big lead. I think they were up by nine points with just a few minutes left in the game. Uh, Illinois came back. Obviously, they won the game. Uh, forced some turnovers. Uh, I mean, we saw uh, Wisconsin play kind of a sloppy game against Northwestern earlier this year, and now they play another bad Big Ten team, and and they let this one get away from them. But I think if they win out, there's still some opportunity for them to potentially make the playoffs. But uh, they got to win out, and they need. I think they're going to need a little bit of help, honestly. Yeah. So you know, my plan was to come out here and make a joke about how. Uh, Nebraska didn't lose this week, but if it can be done, they lost to the bye week. When you really look at it, uh, we kind of talked about they lost their best player, possibly on their offense. Maurice Washington, he's no longer with the team as of right now for uh, disciplinary reasons for whatever. So um, he's their sophomore running back. It showed flashes of brilliance last year. He's off the team now. Then a little bit later in the day yesterday, we heard – that one of their better 2020 commits decommitted. So uh, if it's possible to lose the bye week, I think Nebraska might have just done it. But uh, the other thing that kind of stands out to me, we we talked about Wisconsin being my pick. There's no other explanation in this except for the fact that they looked past Illinois. They were looking at the Ohio State game, which was scheduled. I mean, on the schedule and paper last week, it looked like it was going to be the best game of the season, the best matchup. And Illinois is not a good team. Nebraska beat Illinois. Uh, and Nebraska's struggling mightily this year. So Illinois is not a good team. Wisconsin looked past them. And the nature of the beast here in the NCAA is that this loss could cost them the the potential to even be in the national championship picture. Um, like you said, they now need help, I believe. They have to, first of all, they have to beat Ohio State, which is a tall task. And then they're going to need help. And I think it's going to be. Even a one-loss SEC school is going to get in over them, even if they beat Ohio State, in my opinion. Um, if you've got like a an, an LSU and an Alabama that are both undefeated until the SEC championship game, one of those teams loses, they're both going to get in, I believe. So it, it just goes to show you, and we talk about it every week, that every single game matters so much in college football. Uh, they look past one team and lose, and it could be the end of their season. Obviously, they can still go on to do good things, get a good bowl game, win a Big Ten championship. But uh, it, especially when Minnesota's playing the way they are right now, Minnesota's in the driver's seat to go to the Big Ten Big Ten championship game. Um, if Minnesota keeps winning, Wisconsin doesn't even have a chance to be in the in the title game. So um, I don't know that that's going to happen. But it, it sets up this week to even be more important now because they have to win. I mean, that's all there is to it. They have to beat Ohio State, and that's a tough task this year. We've talked about it. Um, and then the other game that I kind of looked at, um, I, the Michigan-Penn State game. Michigan, it, I think they're they're going to have to fire Jim Harbaugh. Uh, 
he just you know he's I think he's a good coach. He, they just can't win any top against any top ranked teams. I don't I don't know off the top of my head what his record is, but it's really bad. Maybe like one win versus top ten teams. Um, and I think that they're gonna have to move on from him. What do you think of Jim Harbaugh in this week? Yeah, I mean, the obviously we heard the reports about him and and Michigan each both potentially looking for exit strategies. Honestly, uh, and they've obviously they both come out and denied it, but. Um, I, I, yeah, I think he's, he's got to go. I think if I, if I saw right, he's like one in 10 against, uh, uh, top 10 opponents. Um, I mean, yeah, he just, he doesn't win the big games. Um, and, and now, you know, he, he came in early and he had that appeal to him of I'm the NFL coach. Look what I did to the 49ers. You know, I, I led them from nothing to back to a contender. I built them back up. Now I'm coming back to Michigan. Uh, he had that appeal and he had all these promises that he hasn't kept. And now I think that's going to, you know, early on he got recruits based on his appeal. Now he's, he's lost that appeal. Uh, it's going to hurt the the recruiting. It's going to hurt uh, the program, honestly. Uh, so I, I, to me, honestly, I think he's got to go. It's just a matter of whether they fire him or since he is an, you know, he is an alumnus uh, for Michigan. Uh, I think the likely situation is that they let him, you know, find another job and then resign to take that other job rather than fire him. Um, I don't think they're going to just outright fire him. I think they're going to let him save face and make it look like it was his choice to leave. Um, but essentially I think it'll be a firing when that happens. So, uh, yeah. So I pulled the stats up for you. He is one in 10 against top 10 teams and Oh, and four against Ohio state. Yeah. And that, and, and, and in Michigan, you can't, you can't do that. You, you have to beat Ohio state. It's like Texas and, and, uh, Oklahoma, you, you gotta win that game. doesn't matter what side you're on. You, you have to win that game. Uh, and if you can't, it doesn't matter what else you do. You, you could go 11 and one every year, but if that one loss is to Ohio state, or if, you know, if you're Texas or Oklahoma, if, if that one loss is to either one of those schools, it doesn't matter that you won 11 games. It doesn't matter that you made the playoffs. It doesn't matter that, that you're in, in, uh, competition or in, in running for the, uh, national championship. It doesn't matter because you, you have to be with a rivalry that's gone that long. And is that heated and that storied, you have to beat that team. And he, he cannot do it. And to me, not only are they going to lose this year, I think it's going to be a huge loss. I think it's going to be worse than what Wisconsin did to him. Because like I said, I think, Ohio State's the best team overall, top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams. They're the best team in the country to me. And uh, I think they're going to just roll Michigan, honestly. Yeah, I agree. So here's the other thing I kind of looked at, and I talked about Wisconsin needing help. And here's why they need help. I'm going to run under this by you here. And and obviously, neither one of us are, are SEC homers like a lot of these people are. But listen to this. Florida with a loss, is number seven right now. Georgia with a loss is number 10. Um, Auburn with a loss is number nine. So when you're looking at these teams and you've got Wisconsin with a loss at 13, um, that's why they can't lose another game because they're already behind all these one-loss schools. If they win out, then Wisconsin has no chance. So when we say that they need help, it means that Florida's going to have to lose more games. Auburn's got to lose more games. Georgia's going to have to lose more games. Um, they have to beat Ohio State, and even then, I don't know <clears throat> right now, Ohio State being number three, if Wisconsin at number 13 beats them, I don't think they even jump Ohio State. So I think they're going to have to beat Ohio State twice 
and went out to be able to be in the playoff. And I, to me, it's a it's a really steep climb for them. Plus, you've got Alabama, LSU, Clemson, which right now I can almost see all three of them getting in. So it's going to be a tight race upon the top. Who do you see going in the playoff right now? Top four. Uh, I mean, right now, top four. I'm going Alabama. I'm going Clemson. Uh, I'm going Ohio, Ohio State, and I'm going Oklahoma. Uh, to me, I, I mean, we've heard reports, you know, or, or the rumblings of will there be two SEC teams? Uh, obviously, it's not out of the question. We saw that a couple of years ago. I think that's stupid. It hurts football, uh, hurts college football. Um, in no way, I don't think, I don't care what conference it is, uh, there should never be two teams from the same conference. When there's only four spots available, two teams from the same conference should never make the playoffs uh, in the same year. Um, if it does, like I said, I think it just, it just hurts college football, honestly. Um, because essentially you're just having, you know, when it happened a couple years ago is Alabama, Georgia. So it was basically just, let's play the sec championship again, uh, on a bigger stage was really all it was. Um, I mean, uh, to me, it's a great argument of why there should be at least six teams to me, there should be eight teams, but six would be an improvement. Um, uh, but those are my four teams. Like I said, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma. Uh, I think they're they're all pretty well rounded teams. Um, to me, again, I think Ohio State's the best the best team overall, top to bottom, offense, defense, special teams. Uh, I think they would be the favorite to win the championship. Honestly, uh, I, I put if two is healthy, I put Alabama right behind them, and then I put Clemson number three, Oklahoma number four. Yeah, and here's the thing that I don't get why they don't do a six-team because it makes too much sense, honestly. It should be a six-team, the Power Five Conference champions, all of them, and then the best at-large bid, whether that's Notre Dame or, you know, could be somebody like an SMU, whoever's up there, the top five or the the five champions. I know people don't like that because here's a scenario that's going to play out this year. I can just feel it. And that's going to be that, you know, LSU's only loss going to be to Alabama, or Alabama's only loss will be to LSU, and then they're going to sit there and and say, well, they only lost to top three teams or whatever, and then it's going to be that they're wanting to put both of them in. So um, it, it'd simplify things if it said, hey, get to the conference championship game and win it, and then you're in the playoff. Uh, it's that easy. Wisconsin right now would have an easier path because all they got to do is go to the Big Ten championship and win it. And all of a sudden they're in. So I don't know why they don't do that. It doesn't make any sense, but you know, what can you do? We just have to do, you know, work with what we've been dealt. And right now it's, it's going to be a mess. This is going to be, in my opinion, since the playoff has started, probably the sloppiest top, it's going to be so hard to choose between the four teams. Cause like you said, uh, right now, Oklahoma's five, but that's because LSU and Alabama are one and two. So, and they've got Clemson at, or sorry, Clemson's at four. It looks like, and Ohio State's at three. So yeah, uh, but you also got like Florida right right on the outside creeping in, and you've got you know I, at this point I don't see, and you got Penn State at six. I mean, if Penn State wins out and and goes against, you know, I don't know, they'd have to win out, and then I guess they that means that they would be in the Big Ten championship over Ohio State. Yep. But you know, it, it, at that point, will the number six team right now be able to jump up there in the top four? So. It's going to be messy, but I think it's going to be uh, interesting I, I to mean, watch. The, the easiest thing for the committee, the best thing that could happen for the committee, honestly, is that that Alabama, Clemson, 
a big 10 team doesn't matter who it is uh and a big 12 team doesn't matter who it is goes undefeated if they all go undefeated then there's no question that those four teams should be uh you know should be in the championship uh, or LSU it should be an SEC team a big 12 team a big 10 team and then Clemson uh if they went out uh whoever goes undefeated wins the championship if that happens those are the four teams and it's easy you you i mean you can't really argue against that you go undefeated and you win your conference and you're in the top 4 uh I, that's an easy solution right there that's an easy answer the the committee saves face they don't have to you know they don't have to step on anyone's toes essentially it kind of forces their hand to pick those four teams um where it gets tricky is if alabama loses to lsu uh, and then say LSU loses in the Big Ten championship or the, the SEC championship again or something, you know, something like that, uh, that type of scenario. Who do you pick? Uh, or if if, um, uh, you know, Ohio State beats uh, beats Wisconsin, but then say they lose to a Minnesota or someone like that in the Big Ten championship uh, or whoever on that side of the, you know, that division goes, um, do you still pick Ohio State? Uh, or if big if Oklahoma wins out but then loses to like a Baylor in in uh, the Big Twelve championship, uh, those are the scenarios. That's when it gets tricky because then do you put that one loss Florida team or or whoever it may be if there's another one loss team, do you put them ahead of them? Uh, I think that's where it gets tricky. So for for the committee, I mean honestly, they're probably all rooting for um, those. You know a team a one team from those four conferences to go undefeated because then it just does their work for them. Um, but again, I, I believe it should be six playoff teams. I think that would be a good answer. Eight honestly would be great, but six is, is reasonable because you have your five power five conferences. Um, the champion from each one gets in and then you have your one wild card spot. So it could be a one loss LSU. It could be the non power five team. It could, you know, the, the Appalachian state, the SMU, the Boise state, central Florida, whoever it is, um, you know, but, or it could be Notre Dame. It makes room for Notre Dame. It could be the five power five and then Notre Dame, um, be honestly kind of a piece of cake. Um, and if you win your division or your conference, you're automatically in. So really the only playoff spot that the committee even has, you know, has up in the air. It's just that one, that sixth spot. Other than that, you can't argue fans. We couldn't argue. Uh, you know, if you and I had differing opinions on who should get into the playoffs, it wouldn't really matter because if the, if the, the one criteria to get into the playoffs is win your conference, we can't argue when Alabama wins out and they win their conference, they get in. We can't argue that, uh, or Ohio state or Oklahoma or whoever it is. Um, we cannot argue those five spots. Uh, the only one we could argue would be that sixth spot, which is one spot. Um, if you have an issue with it, win your conference next year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you have an issue with not getting that sixth spot, if you believe you should have gotten that sixth spot, the answer, just win your conference next year. Be better. Be better than the team that beat you. Uh, I mean, that's really all there is. So. so here, let me ask you this. This is where I can already tell you this is where the problem is going to come in. Say Alabama goes undefeated which very well could happen. And let's say Clemson goes undefeated and Ohio state goes undefeated, but then you've got like a one loss Florida or one loss LSU and you've got Oklahoma undefeated, but they're going to look at the schedule and say, I mean, there's a good chance at the end of the year that Oklahoma only has a game, you know, at the end of the season, they're only going to have one ranked opponent on their schedule. And that's Texas. Uh, Cause if I, Iowa state's barely hanging on the top 25, 
Uh, TCU's out. Oklahoma State's out. Kansas is out. None of the other opponents, except for Texas, they've gone against have been in the top well, they'll 25. Have, they'll have Baylor. Are they, and, and don't get me wrong, I think that, I think Oklahoma would be there, unless yeah. Baylor loses before then, or loses, because if Oklahoma beats Baylor, they may get yeah. knocked out top 25. So by the end of the year, they may have only Texas that's in the top 25 on their schedule. When the committee's looking at it, now, I think Oklahoma would obviously be in, but will the committee put a one-loss SEC school in over an undefeated uh, team that only has one top 25 win? Uh, I mean, they'd, they'd, they'd talk about it, and they'd entertain the idea, um, but I think it would be a huge mistake uh, as much as, a, you know, me being a Texas fan, as much as I'd like to see Oklahoma, you know, get screwed over a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's be real about that. I, as, as mad as I would be that the Big 12 got screwed out of a playoff spot, uh, I would equally laugh that it was Oklahoma that had it happen. To, you know, we saw this with with TCU and, and uh, Ohio State a couple years ago. Uh, now, obviously, Ohio State went on to win the championship that year. But uh, when they when they looked at the criteria – everything pointed to TCU to go, you know, they had more ranked wins. They had uh, higher ranked opponents. Their loss was better than Ohio state, but they picked them based on name. Uh, they picked them based on, it was the first year of the playoff. Um, and they picked Ohio state based on name because they had a better name than TCU. Um, and that could happen this year where, you know, they say, well, Ohio or Oklahoma's undefeated, but the sec is a better conference and they deserve to have two teams in there. So who cares? Um, I think it'd be dumb. I, again, I think it'd hurt college football um, because you'd have a lot of Big Twelve fans, a lot of Oklahoma fans that would immediately tune out of uh, out of the playoffs. I guarantee you, they wouldn't watch the playoff games, and they damn sure wouldn't watch uh, the the national championship. Honestly, um, so I, I think it'd be a huge mistake. But I think they're definitely going to entertain the idea. I mean, you'd have you'd have to a little bit. You'd ha- I mean, you have to mark you know uh, dot the i's and cross the t's. You know. Um, so you'd have to entertain it, but I, I don't think they would go for it because of the repercussions. I still think the worst case scenario here, looking at all the options right now is that LSU wins out regular season, but loses to Alabama. Are they in the same division? Yeah. Uh, I believe they they can't win, but if they only lose to Alabama, they're going to have wins over Auburn. They'll have a win over Florida. They'll have a win over Texas. And they'll have their only loss would be to Alabama if they lost to Alabama. So at that point, that's where I think it's going to get confusing. They're going to say, oh, well, LSU's only loss because then they won't have to play in the SEC championship and their only loss would be the number one team. And they would have wins over the same opponents that Oklahoma has wins over. So that's where, don't get me wrong, I don't want it to happen at all. I think that's why I'm I'm over here campaigning too for a, a 16 playoff because that's where it's going to get messy because LSU could technically get in and they don't even have to play in their conference championship game. And to me, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, like I said, it's, it's, I, I understand where people come from. I understand why they put Georgia in a couple years ago uh, and, and Alabama in, uh, in the same year. I, I get it. I get what they're doing. Um, it's just, it's not the right, it's not the right thing to do. Again, if you have, four undefeated uh conference champions or or even you know uh even if you don't win your uh your conference like to me that that's an automatic like if you're not good enough to win your conference you shouldn't be in the playoffs like if you're not good enough to win your conference why are you good enough to win the national championship 
Absolutely. Um, that's that's kind of my issue with it. And, and I understand, you know, yeah, LSU might be a better team than, you know, we'll say an Oklahoma or we'll say, you know, an Ohio State or whoever, a Clemson. They might be the better team. But you know what? Those teams went out and won their conferences. Um, they've earned the right to compete for a national championship. You haven't. You lost. And, uh, you know, you lost. If you're not good enough to win your national championship or the the conference championship, you're not good enough to win the national championship. Uh, I mean, that to me, that's the reality of it. And reality is a little hard sometimes. But, uh, you know, they're, they're grownups. They're adults. They're men. Uh, they should be able to deal with it. Absolutely. All right, we're running a little bit long here, but why don't you run down a couple of your week nine games that you're really looking out for? Uh, yeah, just kind of looking at them. Obviously, the matchups lost a little bit of its its juice, but uh, Wisconsin, Ohio State, again, we just talked about huge playoff implications if uh, if Wisconsin wins. I mean, that's huge playoff implications if Wisconsin wins. But if Ohio State wins, that's another quality win on Ohio State's resume. Uh, and it really takes out a big threat um, to Ohio State in terms of the conference championship. Uh, that would give Wisconsin two losses. They'd have a lot of work to do to even get back into the uh, the, the Big Ten championship game. Uh, so that takes away a huge threat. A team, you know, almost eliminates a team that they'd likely have to play again in the Big Ten championship. Uh, so huge playoff implications there. Uh, kind of moving down the line. Obviously, you talked about these two teams. You got one loss. Auburn uh, at number nine going against undefeated LSU again if if LSU wins just further solidifies their their chances of getting into the playoff and their argument of getting into the playoffs Um, if they lose a huge win for Auburn um, but it doesn't completely knock LSU out either Um, they're still there they're still going to be hanging around uh, and uh, it just adds that many more questions to the to the playoff race honestly um and then uh, just kind of moving down the line, you talked about Iowa State. They've actually slipped back into the top 25. Uh, they're 5-2, and two, number 23. They're going against Oklahoma State. We've seen that Oklahoma State can upset some big teams. They are struggling in the Big 12 right now. They're only 1-3. Um, but it, they're still a above 500 teams, so it'd be, a, it'd be a solid win for Iowa State. Uh, we got Alabama going against Arkansas without Tua. Normally, I wouldn't say this is a big game because Arkansas is not a very good team. But um, you know, maybe maybe they can make a game of it since two is not in there. We'll have to see. Um, and then we have Notre Dame, Michigan. You know, is this the the week that John Harbaugh finally beats a top ten team? They finally get that signature win. Uh, if it happens, it could it could silence you know all the critics at least for a week. Um, you know, get some of that publicity off of them a little bit. Uh, and that criticism off of them. Um, but again, a, a big playoff win because Notre Dame's ranked number eight right now. They've got one loss. It was to Georgia. Uh, if they beat Michigan, that's a quality win for Notre Dame. But if they lose, they're out. You know, they're done. They're not going to get into the playoffs with two losses, so they're done. Uh, so again, big playoff implications and potentially uh, big coaching implications if John or if uh, Jim Harbaugh loses this one. Uh, and then just kind of, again, going down the list, we got Oregon going against Washington state, Washington state state's been struggling the last month or so, but we know what Mike Leach can do with that offense. Uh, we know that they have the potential to put up a lot of points, a lot of yards, uh, Anthony Gordon, the, uh, Washington state quarterback, 
through seven games, he's already thrown for nearly uh, 3,000 yards and 29 touchdowns. I mean, that's to me, that's pretty unreal. Uh, so they have, you know, even though Oregon's clearly a better team, they've got talent. Uh, Washington State's got talent, and they've got that potential to upset him. And again, like I said, if Oregon loses, I believe the Pac-12 is out of the playoffs. I know that that Utah is right behind them, but I don't think Utah is the team that gets into the playoffs for the Pac-12, uh, especially with all the other stuff we were talking about with those one-loss SEC teams, the likelihood that Oklahoma goes undefeated, uh, there's an undefeated Big Ten team and an undefeated SEC team, and Clemson on top of that. So uh, Oregon – if they lose again, the Pac-12 to me, I think, is out. Um, so those are those are some of the big games I'm looking forward to. Uh, there's some other games. You got Texas TCU. Uh, you got Oklahoma, uh, uh, Oklahoma Kansas State. Um, you also have Clemson versus uh, Boston College. So there's some intriguing matchups, but not a lot of you know great ones outside of the ones I just kind of talked about. Absolutely. You know what? And this is one of those things where even though my team's struggling, like I'm ready to throw some food on the grill and just enjoy college football. Cause this is, you know, this is another great week. Uh, like you said, the, the two games that are sent out to me are Wisconsin, Ohio state. I, I honestly believe Wisconsin can beat Ohio state. Um, like I said, I think they looked past Illinois and it caught them off guard. So I think that that's going to be a really great matchup still, even though it's not as good as it was. Um, yeah. LSU Auburn. That's just crazy to me. Uh, crazy good game. But the big one I'm going to be watching is Notre Dame-Michigan. I honestly believe if Notre Dame wins, Jim Harbaugh's gone. Uh, I think that'll be the last straw. Fans won't put up with with that much longer. I mean, it, the fact that they're even hanging around in the top 25 to me is still surprising with two losses. And they, they've had a couple games. You know, they barely beat Army earlier this year. So, um I think it's just based off a name that they're even in the top 25, but after, you know, if Notre Dame puts a pounding on them, especially if it's a blowout, I don't think you're going to see Jim Harbaugh at Michigan much longer. Yeah. And, and, and let's be honest. I mean, you're picking Wisconsin over Ohio state to save face. Like, let's be real. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. just a I don't think they can still hold up my, my championship hopes, but, uh, but yeah, I, I still think that they're talented. Uh, they've got, the running back that we all know is is John Taylor, a stud Heisman candidate, and they've got you know Jack Cohn's a good quarterback. So and their defense was good. I have no idea what happened last week, and I'll be honest, I didn't get to watch the game, so I have no idea how they really played. But just looking at the score and looking what they've done all year, it had to have been just catching them off guard. But yeah, definitely, definitely saving some face here. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with and that. Hey, I've heard you say uh, Ohio State's the best team, so this is kind of a head-to-head, both of our best team picks here. Yeah, but we see what happens when I go head-to-head. So far this season, I've I've uh, I've been pretty pretty dominant. So, uh, just throwing it out there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I think there's there's a lot of good stuff. Like I said, it, this is this is the exciting part of the season. This is where we start asking all the questions about the playoffs and and the ramifications of losing. Um, it's easy to re, you know to recover from an early season loss. It is devastating to lose a game this time of season because it's so hard to come back from um, because that loss is fresh in the committee's mind. Uh, so I, to me, I mean, like I said, there there's only you know a handful of really uh, impactful games this upcoming week. Um, but man, they got a lot of impact. And like I said, not just from a playoff standpoint, but from a, from a coaching standpoint, from a job security standpoint, 
uh, there's just a lot of a lot of big games, a lot of um, a lot on the line, honestly. So uh, it's it's going to be fantastic to watch. Couldn't agree more. All right, if you like the NFL, check out our NFL review episode and preview episode. If you like to play fantasy football, check out our fantasy football episode. Mike, where can they find us? Yeah, uh, check us out at gridironauthority.com. Uh, check out all our episodes dating back to the very beginning of the show. Uh, check out our articles that we have. You can leave comments, email us, contact us, however you want to do it. Uh, also check us out. Uh, if you want more streamlined process, check us out on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, you can listen, uh, check us out anywhere. Uh, you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, all that good stuff. Um, leave us a comment, give us a like, give us a follow. Uh, if you have any questions or, or, or you just want to, you know, call us wrong, say we're wrong, uh, whatever it is, just let us know, uh, get on there. Like I said, and, uh, give it a listen. And I want to know how crazy I am thinking that Wisconsin's as good as they are. So let me have it, uh, comment, you know, whether I'm just absolutely out of my mind or not, I need to know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely do that. (laughs) All right, guys, stay tuned.